1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
3: It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side
0: of the canal. We're Pat. Uh, And people want to hate on him, but like Matt Ryan was a generational talent. Like, say what you want. Oh, oh. The biggest comeback in Super Bowl history away from being Super Bowl champion Matt Ryan, too.
3: Rando. Pat, would you say Drew Brees or Matt Ryan is generational?
0: Both. Both have MVPs.
2: And John. Pat, I have a question for you. Is Cam Newton a generational
0: talent? I mean, yes. 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 Me to say this. No. Joe Flacco not. has a Super Joe Bowl Flacco. MVP.
3: Look at the stats, Doc. He, <laughs> he has a Super Bowl MVP. Look, look, look at the stats. Your argument said that Matt Ryan went to a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super
0: <gasps> Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, and then people I were like, Joe Flacco. On
2: Buffalo Rumblings. That gets me every time. But uh, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. We are part of the Buffalo Rumblings cinematic universe with our very first crossover <laughs> episode going here. So uh, joining myself, Pat and Brando on the show today, we're very excited to welcome our good friend, the man, the myth, the legend, our favorite Marino. Welcome to
1: the show, Anthony. How are you doing? Thanks for coming on with us. It is uh, an absolute pleasure to be on with you guys. And to listen to that intro in the flesh was just uh put a smile on my face. <laughs> the other day I was listening to your show and I'm mowing the lawn and that starts to play through my earbuds, and I'm just I'm literally laughing out loud as it comes across <laughs> to talk about the generational talent. Mm. And there's like this couple walking by that I don't know, and I'm literally mowing the lawn like giggling. And I'm like, these people are probably looking at me like some kind of freak. But it just uh to hear it here with guys today, it was uh it's a pleasure. Sure. that's so awesome
3: you should have asked them if they would have thought matt ryan was generational or not because they probably would have said no
2: <laughs> yeah most people even if you don't know football they probably would have said no <laughs> they would have laughed in my face but yeah, <laughs> it's all good
3: i like the favorite marino i'm sure you get that a lot i've not john that was creative i like that
2: yeah no i'm not trying to throw any any shade of joe or anything like that but we're uh, we're very biased here throw
3: the shade at dan marino yeah that's what i was thinking that's yeah.
1: true that's true all good stuff Joe is yeah. great though, right? Like, Hey, when people assume that I'm like Joe's brother, I'm also way older than Joe as well. So he calls me <laughs> dad, which is a little awkward, but it's all, uh, it's all good. <laughs> that's funny.
2: Yeah. So this is like a, this is like our MCU crossover episode. This is like Thor coming to hang out with the guardians of the galaxy. Like that's the, that's the closest equivalent that I could draw for this. I don't know how Accurate that is, or if you who's don't guarding
3: like, the galaxy? Yeah,
2: I guess we, because we're just the oh, galaxy we're just is a,
3: screwed, man. Yeah,
2: know. no, we're just a band of idiots. That's like the group part of the the MCU. So, uh, yeah, we're we're bringing the heavy guns on today. But uh, with mandatory minicamp kicking off this week, it's officially that part of the offseason where we're like obligated to overreact to practice highlights. You know, refer to every undrafted free agent as a breakout candidate and crown the practice squad guys as quality depth during the preseason, which I know we're all guilty of at some point but I thought that we could draft our all-star bills preseason teams out of some of these practice squad heroes that we all know and love, you know, the, uh, without giving away too much, the, uh, the Brandon Riley's, the, uh, Hey, the Duke you, Williams. You picked the
3: first name, man. <laughs> Come on.
2: <laughs> hey, he's farther down on my board. I tried to pick from the middle. Listen, but, listen, uh, <laughs>
3: first starters, it's my name and it's my dog's name. Like I used to be like, Playing in the backyard, Riley goes long. He's to the end zone. Tyrod throws it touchdown. And like we've talked about, Brandon Riley on this show before.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, we had to we had to remember his name a couple episodes yeah. ago, which was embarrassing. But uh, no, Brandon, you'll be happy to know I already randomized the draft order <laughs> before I started the episode. Who do we get? Who's first? You're first. So you can't be mad. You can't be mad. All
3: right. Okay. The board is open. This is tough. Believe me,
2: we we've learned from uh, trying to do it mid episode that it doesn't go well. When I'm trying to use a Google random number generator and run the show. So, uh, Brandon, you are picking first. Anthony, you've got the second pick. I got the third pick. I didn't get last pick this time, so that was great. And Pat, you are picking fourth. So, all
0: right, yeah, batting cleanup. So, yeah, exactly. Right, yes. You're
2: going to have some good uh, deep cuts. I feel like so that that works. Out I will, I will well. have some deep cuts. So, so uh, we're we're each going to draft a quarterback a wide receiver or running back, and then a flex. And a flex can be any position, including another quarterback, running back, or wide receiver if you want. But it could be special teams, it could be defense, any of that stuff. So, yeah, Brandon. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, you're on the clock. <laughs> Without further
3: ado, this is the biggest no-brainer, I would say. It's you To win in a football league draft, you got to have an RB1. There's not that many, well, you might get a handful of elite first round running backs these days. And this man, this legend, entered legendary status when he just became a touchdown machine, just automatic. It doesn't matter if you're 65 yards away or you're 20 yards away. Christian Wade will put it in the end zone. This guy still gets calls on WGR. He's still... You know, where was he from, Britain? The rugby star. Give me this guy. First overall, Christian Wade, pencilman, RB1. Easiest no-brainer of the drafts here today.
2: Ooh, that's risky putting uh, Brandon Riley up for grabs there. I uh He's
3: not a first-round caliber player. That, that's
2: true. That's true. Mid-round you all pick. would
3: have taken Christian Wade number 1 overall. That's true. that's true.
2: That's true. That's true. Recency bias even even included there. I think that's that's a fair pick for number 1.
1: The callers on WGR, they would be uh, all about that. Like Brandon, <laughs> you yep. would be the immediate favorite <laughs> podcast host. Like all these guys <laughs> that would call up and talk about, you know, you can get rid of Devin Singletary. How come they don't give Christian Wade a shot? Like you you would be the new fan favorite when it keeps yeah, to yeah. content creation. So-and-so
2: and Cheek DeWaga is, is probably trying to call in right now. <laughs> second we're saying listen, I,
3: I've driven a lot. So I listen to GR a lot live and I've probably heard more Christian Wade takes. And it's funny when they're so random, there's not, sometimes people call and they're talking about like the weather or the new stadium and they're like, we want to see Christian Wade in this new stadium, you know, whatever, whatever it could be. <laughs>
1: And poor, poor Sal, because he gets all the questions and he like tries to explain to people like his spot on the practice squad. You cannot pull him up. And you can tell like the 15th time he's had to explain it in a week and his head must just be ready to completely explode. And we all know Sal is like as positive as they come. But Christian Wade talk comes on and watch out. So that's like a trigger word for him now, probably at at this point. The legend. All right. So I'm on I'm on the clock now. Is that Yeah. Yeah. All right. So listen, for me, I I will respectfully disagree with Brando that a running back is the key to this because I think the recency bias has spoiled you now that we don't have to talk about a quarterback anymore, right? No more OTAs of thinking like, who is it that looks fantastic or who is getting snaps or did this one overthrow that guy? My first round pick is a quarterback um, from the University of Buffalo. Tyree Jackson. Yeah. But when the Bills signed him as an undrafted free agent, um, there were callers to WGR that said that this is a guy that should start over Josh Allen. Um, guys, that <laughs> I heard felt that.
3: that. I heard that too. Yeah.
1: That he should be taken in the second round of the draft and how he fell that far. No idea. I mean, I think for all of us, myself included, I was excited when he signed with the Bills. Right? You're thinking to yourself. God, Josh comes off this rookie season, like definitely had some flashes, but if it doesn't work out, this guy can develop under him. Six foot seven, again, UB product, all this, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, again, people were drinking that Kool-Aid. Again, you had a guy that was the number seven overall pick and people were saying Tyree Jackson should... Split first team snaps with him in training camp. So, if there is ever someone that you think of just the desperation and PTSD that Bills fans had about the quarterback position, nobody says it better than Tyree Jackson and people saying that he should start over Josh Allen after being an undrafted free agent in
0: the 2019 draft. I mean, he did catch a to touchdown last year, though. I will say I, I do remember watching that game. I believe from Gardner Minshew. Um, who I was going to say he's playing year. tight end these days, isn't he, with yes. the Eagles? doing a little Logan Thomas action.
1: Yeah. He successfully made the transition from quarterback to tight end. And I mean, with his, I mean, Hey, great for him. I mean, he's still only like 24 years old. So, you know, if he could do that, be like a a Logan Thomas, but uh, yeah, didn't cut it as the quarterback though. Hopefully,
3: like you said, we, you know, I, I remember my fair share of the quarterback controversies, but hopefully that's the last one. Like for a, a decade here. <laughs> okay, if you think years. about it, we're good. <laughs> 2019. Like that's it. There's no more debate here. No matter who it, you bring it, in.
2: It, it depends. Are you including WGR calls in here? Because I think there was plenty of those on Mitch Trubisky last year after Josh had like one bad game, you know, there's after people the like, Pittsburgh game, put like, Trubisky, in Trubisky in there. In. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. But also, <laughs> doesn't take we, much.
3: I don't know, Pat, if you watched any of his games at UB, but he had a, he had a heck of a season <laughs> at UB. So that, you know, a lot of local yeah, people had, saw those he games here and were like, like you said, drinking the Kool-Aid when he got here. And he's a mammoth, right? He's like Josh, you walk in a room, like everybody's like, who's this guy? Yeah,
2: for sure. All right, well, I'm on the clock third. I'm going QB as well because, you know, even though this isn't really a fantasy draft, you know, you need this this clutch fourth quarter factor from your preseason hero QB. And uh, it was August 30th, 2018. The Bills were in Chicago for week four of the preseason. AJ McCarron had just signed a two-year, $10 million deal with the Bills. Nine minutes into the first quarter, the Bears broadcast is interviewing none other than Mitchell David Trubisky on the sideline when McCarron throws a pick six for the Bears' first TD, right? Cut to the fourth quarter. The Bills are down 27-3 to and McCarron has a passer rating of zero (laughs) up until this point. So he runs for a TD from five yards out, and this gets everything going. The next drive, he throws a beauty to Robert Foster in the corner of the end zone, converts a fourth and eight to Logan Thomas, who we just mentioned, funny enough. Tosses a TD to a real household name, Malachi Dupree, converts a third and 21, and with 13 seconds remaining to go in the game, he tosses a dime to another household name, Keith Tobridge. And that's how the legend of A.J. McCarron was born. 48 hours later he was traded legend so uh that was a great game yeah it was i know was. you guys
3: are watching it. i know at least john watched that game live right i know you oh yeah oh yeah, yeah.
2: i never miss it yeah. never no, miss a I you're game you watching this preseason but so. no, it's so funny i was uh i was streaming that you know from a free website that you know was probably less than legal but anyway i could only get the bears broadcast not the uh not the buffalo broadcast and interestingly enough like I don't know if he's still doing it, but it was Kyle Brandt who was calling the Bears broadcast. So really? he was he was the guy calling the game. And uh, I remember listening to him and not really liking him and kind of being annoyed by him when I watched the game for the first time. <laughs> and I watched highlights today of it. And I was like, you know, when he's a Bears fan, it actually is kind of irking. But, you know, whatever. He's on our side now. Go Bills. <laughs> whatever. But that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good game. Twenty seven to three. And then they won twenty eight to Twenty seven. So preseason hero.
0: Yep. Yep. All Ivy league selection at Princeton, believe it or not. Really? Um, Yeah. Played running back back in the day. So Kyle Brandt, respect.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pat,
0: you are on the clock at number four. All right. So, um, I liked how Anthony gave a shout out to a nice Lance Leipold recruit back in the day. I'm going to take it back to a nice Turner Gill recruit, um, local boy, Mr. Naaman Roosevelt, uh, he had a crazy preseason. I do remember, this would have been a regular season game, but I do remember him catching a touchdown off a deflected pass from Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick that was pretty sick. And um, I don't know, I just was looking and he, he had some pretty decent preseason stats. And to go from being an undrafted rookie to making the team the same year, I would imagine that you'd have to have a pretty killer preseason. So I
3: like
2: it. I like it. All right, Brandon, second
0: round. You want to kick us off?
3: Yeah, listen, I'm really torn. I have three guys I want right now. And I, I think at least one will be left if I take the guy that I should take. Because this is this is my worst football take of all time, right? So I doubled down. I, I'm, I remember sitting in class, like the first week of school, next to the, one of my coworkers for the Bills, who I went to college with. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, listen, this jersey is like $89. Yes. Should I get oh, it? I remember it's this. red. It's a number two. It looks really good. I love the color rush jerseys. I'm sitting there like, he's going to be the starter. Just watch it. And we're like watching his games, like steps back in the pocket. He's throwing with timing. He's throwing with anticipation. He's hitting his receivers in stride. He's scoring points on offense. This is a lock. $89 to buy this guy's jersey. What could go wrong? Nathan Peterman. What could <laughs> go wrong? Well, <laughs> Some things did go wrong and uh, he is no longer on the team. I don't know if you saw what happened, but uh, that first game I was going, one of my friends showed Long Island and we were down on a uh, hurdle. Um, we're like, Hey, let's go out. There's a bar crawl here. Uh, it's pouring rain against Baltimore. Uh, we're like, let's go, let's go. And we're like finishing our last drink. And we look at the TV to watch kickoff. It's like 17, nothing before we even walked downstairs And that was the end of the Nate Peterman. That was it. Like that jersey would have had a shelf life of four minutes of NFL game time. So uh, I never bought it. I I literally had my credit card information typed, shipping information typed. I remember I was like debating about dropping $90 on this, but I really love the red jerseys, but I didn't. But I'm going to take him as my quarterback because I was like conviction that he was going to, Start. I was. I successful. was too.
2: Master of the seven yard curl. Like yeah. that was. I mean, apparently Carolina couldn't get out of single coverage on the outside because they just kept throwing that one route and he kept hitting that seven yard curl and then you know five yards at a time. But uh, interestingly enough, I was looking up stats for him. He led the entire NFL in preseason passing yards <laughs> like this past
0: season. Did you know? Also, Nathan Peterman played in a college game at Pittsburgh that at the time was the highest scoring collegiate game most overtimes in a row. I can look this up um, That aren't later in the guy, show, man. but yes, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> those ACC boys, apparently.
1: Do you guys remember how you felt when the announcement came though, that they were benching Tyrod Taylor for Nathan Peterman? Like, where did you all stand in that debate?
3: Listen, the, when I first saw Tyrod play, it was my first year working for the bills. And even in pr- that, th- this is, this was going to be one of my picks because like the quarterback battle between him and EJ was one of the best position battles that like I ever watched. Uh, EJ was lighting it up, but Tyrod was running around being more athletic. Um, and when Rex gave the job to Tyrod, I, I loved him. He brought us to the draft. I still have his jersey. I will never get rid of his jersey ever. Uh, I wore it to the playoff game in Jacksonville. You always dance with the one that brought you. And I loved him for bringing us to the playoffs. Uh, but I had seen enough of him holding the ball with receivers running wide open across the middle of the field. Um, painfully <laughs> from watching these games so high up at the stadium, you could see it all. They're wide open. And unless he's throwing deep, is like he's not going to complete it. And I, I loved the running aspect of it, but I wanted you can't settle for mediocre. We, we've been seven to nine, eight thousand times. I don't want to finish third in the division anymore. So, you know, and we snuck in, we couldn't have snuck in any closer than the way that we snuck in. I mean, Andy Dalton, God forbid, like, you know, sneezes or something has like his fingernail <laughs> misses the throw, whatever it is. And we're not talking about him the way that we talk about him. But, um, so yeah, it's I love Tyron, but I was ready. Yeah.
2: I was morning. at that, uh, that Tennessee game. Uh, that was like my freshman or sophomore year of college here. The comeback. Uh, yeah, so they won like I don't know, it was like thirteen ten or something like that, yeah. like pretty low scoring. But t- Tyrod pretty much won that game single handedly. He went twenty
3: three like, of thirty for like two twenty and a rushing touchdown and three passing touchdowns. I think he converted
2: like a third and twenty with his legs or something like that too in that game. It was it was nuts.
1: Good deal. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that Tennessee game because that dovetails into my next pick. So going for my wide receiver running back pick is Duke Williams, the wide receiver, right? Became famous for this viral clip of him playing in Canada. You know, this guy behind him on the line of scrimmage, like talking smack and Duke Williams just absolutely plowing through him as he gets off the line of scrimmage and here it is like all of a sudden the bills sign him an older wide receiver right by by all stretch but he catches that game winning touchdown in that game against the tennessee titans and it's just like you know the legend of duke williams became that same type of player that was just revered by fans forever with the bills when you you think about it right and i mean in his time in the nfl I mean, 12 total receptions for 166 yards and one touchdown, but just making that impact. And Duke Williams, when, you know, you think back to the Bills receiving core and you would have so many fans coming off the days of like, oh, could he be like that next Stevie Johnson or David Nelson or Donald Jones, right? Those guys, they called themselves the goon squad of just these <laughs> like late round picks, undrafted free agents. And here it is, you know, he gets his shot with the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, hung around for a bit. Right. I mean, when you take a look at it, I mean, was with the team from I think he was signed in 2019, if I'm reading this correctly, and was with them for a couple of seasons um, before they you know, kind of moved on from him before the start of the 2021 season. So, you know, he kind of bounced around in Canada a little bit after that. But Duke Williams was another one of those guys. I feel like we're just railing on WGR callers today, but <laughs> right, you, you think for the, the number of calls that came in for Christian Wade, I mean, it's like Duke Williams was Christian Wade before we knew who Christian Wade was, yeah. right? Of just, eh, yeah. hey, you don't need to draft somebody. You don't need to make a trade for someone. I mean, this even goes back to, you know, when the bills traded for Stefan Diggs and fans being like, well, you already have Duke Williams. It's like, <laughs> you just traded a first round pick for Stefan Diggs and you're talking about Duke Williams. But I mean, honestly, with this, you know, you look at him and he just was a guy, you know, seemed to have that potential getting that second chance playing in Buffalo again, kind of, kind of worked in, in little spot here and there, but Duke Williams still beloved by Buffalo bills fans. And my second round pick,
3: a couple of That's- questions for Duke Williams on you guys, you said we what 10 catches or 12 catches, 122 yards. This is a career total
1: 166 yards,
3: 166. How many of that came in the Houston game? Cause that, he went, what, like eight of 85 in that playoff game.
1: Uh, Oh, this doesn't include the playoffs, though. And that's a good point, because it was kind of like meaningless week 17 game. He let's see here. Six passes for one hundred eight yards. So he had one hundred and eight that came in that one game. You know, again, again, one game against Miami, four catches for twenty nine yards. And then he had some injuries that he was out for for a bit. So but yeah, I mean, when you take a look at right, how many targets did he get in that game against the Texans? I want to say twelve oh, that's bringing back horrible memories now. he had drops that.
3: too, right? He had drops and that yeah. was like, we need a guy like Diggs on this roster to to step oh, up from God. that.
1: Honestly, yeah. I think I had kind of removed that from, from my mind that he got like 12 targets in that game against the Texans. And you're thinking, right? Like, my gosh, for the way everything was going and now here we are just getting to this point. I'm trying to pull it up if I can, but I don't, I don't know. It'll take me too long to, to try and find it, but. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: I was at a wedding that day and uh, we were driving home, trying to stream it on my phone, you know, with not unlimited data and then like switching to the radio feed and doing all this stuff. And like, you know, I was almost home by the time overtime hit and it was so upsetting, but Oh, you got it pulled up. I did find it. 10 targets,
1: four receptions, 49 yards, 40% catch percentage.
3: That was the one that stuck that percentage. He just, his hands were not
1: there. 56 snaps. He played, in that game 66% of the snaps Duke Williams.
2: The one that I remember the most is the one that he dropped in the end zone that Josh like put on a rope yeah. to the corner. But, At that time oh.
3: that was one of Josh's best throws of all time. Like I remember watching that and standing in front of the TV like we got a guy here that can deliver the ball and we can't catch it when there's like a Hall of Fame throw made in a crunch time of a playoff game and you can't it hits you in the hands. You can't get any better than that.
1: I'm nervous my post-draft grades are going to skewer me, right? <laughs> like Jonathan gives the eloquent rundown of everything that A.J. McCarron did in a week four preseason game right after I take Tyree Jackson. And now I'm immediately having regrets of taking Duke Williams as I recount no. that that playoff game against the Houston Texans and just all the emotion that uh, I took like a six month break from Twitter after that game. I was like, <laughs> could, I couldn't deal with it. So I'm struggling right now. Even That as was a hard day. It. It was, oh, it was,
2: there was almost more like nightmarish moments that you saw in your head after that game than even after the Kansas city game this year. Cause it was like, it was like two or three moments in the Kansas city game.
3: I don't know. No, I don't know about that, but yeah, I don't know. But, about okay. That. No. Okay. Think about
2: it. In the Texans game, you've got the Deshaun Watson not getting tackled in the backfield. That's one. You've Duke got Johnson
3: third and 21.
2: Yep. That, that one um, you've got also uh, Duke Williams dropping that ball in the end zone. You've got the Cody Ford
1: th- uh, the cutback block. Dawson Knox missing the block on the Josh Allen keeper to the right yep. remember and yep. they're like he just yes. ran right by the guy thought someone else was going to hit him it's like if he just puts a block on the defender Allen is like still running yep yeah. yep oh man
2: we're, we're the, this is this is triggering all of our PTSD right here
1: we don't need to <laughs> I thought this was going to be this. fun lighthearted no, conversation yeah, yeah. with you guys <laughs> I'm going to go upstairs and just drink my sorrows away <laughs>
2: Uh, that's hilarious. Now, anyway, when we, when it comes to winning the Twitter poll for this, we figured out that you just have to pick household names. Like Brandon, for the longest time, had the best picks, the best explanations on the show, and still received like 2% of the Twitter vote because they were not like household names. Duke right. Williams is a household name. I think I think he got the name recognition there. Like I'm, I'm counting on you doing well.
3: Who you got, buddy. John, for your next pick?
2: So we're at pick seven right now. Brandon, I'm sorry. I uh, I got to <laughs> steal him. I got to take him. Brandon Riley, 2017 preseason hero. He caught 11 passes for 139 yards and a touchdown. And 10 of his catches were converted for first downs. seems like he caught more of that. He was more of a, like a perennial, uh, preseason guy. There was at least, I want to say at least two seasons where he was kind of the, uh, the preseason star, maybe even three there. Um, I couldn't find any preseason stats going back further back than 2018 with the site that I was looking at. But, uh, Brandon, I'm sure you've got more stuff on him too, so uh, I don't want to steal too much of your thunder.
3: No, I really don't, except for the fact that my name's Brandon and my German Shepherd's name is Riley, and I used to play a catch in the backyard with a football pretending <laughs> to be... Tyrod and Brandon Riley, So, <laughs> I thought that would be worthy of the pick in the draft. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
2: there's a large difference between our expectations pre drought and post post drought. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, like it, it took it very little to make us happy. Like the Doug Moreau nine and seven season was like the greatest thing that we had ever experienced in our entire lifetimes, like since drew Bledsoe at least. <laughs> so,
3: and not for nothing. Yes. We, we were texting about this a little bit, but like, I used to be like you, John, I to love the preseason games, but then you're like mandated to watch them like you can't leave the stadium. And I just despise them after that because of the callers, because of the overreactions, because of all this. And now that we have a roster in place that you're not going to get any undrafted wide receiver coming in here and saying that you should take snaps from Gabe Davis or Stefan Diggs. You're not going to get these running backs. We just drafted one in the second round and we have Devin Singletary. We have Zach Moss. So you're not getting... Through to this roster, like these little moments can just be enjoyed for what they are, which is a backup trying to make money in the NFL, trying to make a niche for himself, not to be a starter, not to be relied on for double digit catches in the playoffs, not to be relied on to be disappointed. Right. We have moved on from that era, I think, and uh, I'm happy
1: about that.
2: Oh, that's a, that's a lot of emotional maturity there. I don't think any of us would be there if we were still in the drought at this point. No, so, uh, no, thank God, <laughs>
1: no chance.
0: All right, Pat on the clock at number eight, who you got? All right. Well, I'm going to go with uh, former Sioux city bandits and, uh, rain fire NFL Europe star, Mr. Fred Jackson. Also, I just wanted to clarify on a previous comment. Nathan Peterman did not play in the highest scoring Pittsburgh Panthers football game. Instead, he actually led the Pittsburgh Panthers to 40 and a half points per game his senior year. That's right. All-time highest scoring offense in school history. Anyways, legend. It's the greatest show (laughs) on turf. (laughs) Greatest show on turf, apparently, or at least the ACC at that time, maybe second best. Yes. I'll run down this player's 2007 preseason stats. Um, He rushed for 125 yards, caught passes. It doesn't say how many passes, (laughs) including an 80 yard pass um, for 142 yards and scored three touchdowns. Um, This player, I feel like partially was invited to camp because he went to the same alma mater as Mr. Marv Levy. Um, Other than Pierre Garçon, I can't really think of any other real division three players that um, made a difference in the NFL. So Fred Jackson, get him on there. Monster 2007 preseason. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's a fan fave too. So
3: that's true, a good pick true. and a fan favorite. So you check true. both boxes.
2: True. He did pan out. So uh but Brenda, you got uh, you got pick number nine? Your I last do. one.
3: This is my last pick, right? Yep. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with Florida State University product. Maybe he was let go prematurely. Um, but his name is Mr. Nick O'Leary. Uh oh, he had, dude, remember no gloves. You yep, have no gloves, <laughs> Nick. Uh, in a preseason game against do you know, the Browns, do you know
2: who his grandpa is? I don't know, Jack. Jack, I don't know if you play golf.
3: I don't play golf. Well, I do play golf, but it doesn't look good. Um, <laughs> but I have the, these stats here. What against the Browns? Four, t- four catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, he has multiple games in the preseason with touchdowns. I have them on my Chromebook. I'm not going to go get them because I know you guys remember every time Nickel Leary catches a ball, it's like, Whoa, he led the preseason in uh, receiving that year. Uh, and there was a lot of tight ends trying to get on the roster. And we had signed Charles Clay. and But he averaged, well, listen to this, he averaged 14.6 yards per catch. And he caught 68.8% of the passes that came his way. And if you round it up 69%, that's neither here nor there. Um, but he signed a one-year deal in 2018 for $705,000. But uh, he did not stick around. The former sixth-round pick. And Jack Nicholas paid attention to the Bills. So I'll take that. Nick O'Leary to round out my draft.
2: Uh, It's just one of those token things that broadcasters always felt the need to mention. It's like uh, him and uh, did you know Chris Hogan played lacrosse? Like I didn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Penn (laughs) State. Same thing.
2: Uh, Anthony, you're on the clock at 10. Sorry. I lost track of,
1: uh, it's all good. And you know what? You mentioned Chris Hogan, who I was thinking about, but then it's like, I don't remember him being that preseason darling, right? There would be the talk about hard knocks and everything there, but I don't know. He wasn't on my initial list, so I don't think I'll go there. But the guy I was going to go with is a former seventh round pick of the bills in 2011 pick number 246, Michael Jasper. And Mike Jasper, he was was on my
0: list as well.
1: Is he really? I feel (laughs) better about it. (laughs) I thought it was going to be one of those that no one would have on their list. And here's a guy, right? Six foot four. He came out of Bethel university in McKenzie, Tennessee at 450 pounds. And he had played defensive tackle and offensive tackle, got drafted by the Bills. Um, Chan Galley notably worked with him. He slimmed down to 375 pounds. And there was all this talk of just like, oh my, god, the Bills' offensive line was so bad at this point, right? And you're just like, looking to grab street free agents the season before and here comes the seventh round pick a monster of a man and I remember everyone just being so excited of like oh big Mike like this is going to be the guy you can put him on the interior line and didn't happen <laughs> you know he goes through the <laughs> preseason ends up on the practice squad he did get called up he was activated for one game in 2011 late in the season does not look like he even got any snaps that they came with it but big Mike Jasper bounced around a A little bit after that with the Tennessee Titans, uh, the Omaha Nighthawks, even the Giants and the Panthers being signed to their practice squad. But something you guys might not know, he is now the head coach at his alma mater at Bethel. He is the head coach of their football team. And it looks like in his three seasons, they have a 15 and 14 record. So seven and four this past season, but big Mike, he was certainly one of those guys in the, uh, the earlier days of Twitter that seemed to be that, like that late round find that everyone would get so excited about. And it just, uh, just didn't happen, but that's going to be my, my flex position, a 375 pound <laughs> offensive guard. So
2: <laughs> versatile, you know, you can, you can put them outside, you can put them in the slot. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's a good pick that's it that's a good one is that is that the furthest back pick we had was 2011 right or do we have so. something
1: further back than that no that that's, was the furthest i can give good. an honorable mention but i
3: think he yeah, you yeah, could Brandon. either you oh. could still take him so I, I won't say it yet but
1: no i just him. went with pat one with fred jackson oh okay yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yep 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 so i think literally literally like a pick ago and i'm like, <laughs> forgetting <laughs> John, what, drafted year, did, though, uh, so what
3: year did Trent Edwards break in? 07 also with Fred, or was it a year before?
1: Uh, I thought he was
0: 06, 05. I, I think he was 07. 07. 07? Yeah, I, I'm almost certain. 06, 07. 07, they came in together, right? Yes, because I met him summer going into fifth grade with uh, St. Joseph's altar boy retreat at um, St. John Fisher. <laughs> got to, got, got go. to talk to nice. him. I swear <laughs> to God. That's funny. I, I uh, actually was, was th- calling. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, just,
3: I was going to pick him because that was the first real... Like, I remember watching Trent being like, wow, this guy's better than JP in the preseason being like, JP's had his chance here. He's not going to, you know, he, he's capped here, but Trent Edwards, this young guy, I remember talking about it with my uh, uncle and he's like, yeah, you know, you never know. We've seen this from time to time where these guys come in and just given the, he's not going to be any good, but Trent Edwards was, was my first preseason crush, I would say.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I got one pick left. Does anyone remember Walt Powell? Not, not that far back 2015. Uh, so I had to do some research on this one cause I vaguely remember him. But, uh, anyway, I, in my searching found a Buffalo rumblings article from way back when, and, uh, apparently Buffalo rumblings in 2015 had coined the phrase hashtag the summer of Walt Powell, um, <laughs> as the, uh, as the, as the tag to go along with That's it. Funny. So in the preseason that year, he caught a team leading 12 receptions for 189 yards and returned 10 punts for 103 yards during the 2015 preseason. Obviously wasn't around for long because uh, we don't remember him very well. Uh, but yeah, Walt Powell is uh, is my last
1: pick there. That's a good pick. That's a good one. I do remember the summer of Walt Powell. So that is uh, one of those names. There's another wide receiver I thought you were going to mention, but I well, Pat's the last one to go. I thought you were going to say Des Lewis, but he fell in that same kind of category. But Walt Powell was was certainly the man. For sure.
2: For sure. So uh, Mr. Irrelevant, rounding it
0: out, Pat, who you got to uh, finish it up? Uh, well, I got a reach for sure, boys. Um, I don't know. We probably could have picked him up as an undrafted <laughs> free agent.
2: Reach on the
3: last was pick, reach <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, how is Mr. Irrelevant a reach?
0: <laughs> but I just wanted to uh, elaborate a little <laughs> bit more on the uh, Trent Edwards, J.P. Lawson situation. So here I am with Monsignor McCarthy. He, and he had a terrible case of lockjaw, so you couldn't understand what he was saying. And, um, we get out there and I see J.P. Lawson, and I just watched him like every game the season before and I'm screaming, J.P., J.P. JP. Now these guys know I'm like a, I'm a top tier heckler. I've heckled, I've heckled the best of them. And, um, so he turns around and he gives me a shush. And that was like the first time I had ever really seen like someone respond a, but B negatively. And so I was like, wow, this guy's being mean to me. So then when the players came back to sign autographs, I got to talk to Trent Edwards and I was like, Trent, what was it like in college? And he said, I swear to God, this is the exact quote he told me. Greatest five years of my life. But anyways, um, so (laughs) I'm looking here, when you guys were talking about names, Walt Powell sounds pretty good. It rolls off the tongue. And then we got talking about Buffalo Bills quarterbacks within the drought. And I had mentioned this guy primarily because I I usually just remember names if they're goofy sounding. And um, I had mentioned him only to find out that he's only ever played Preseason snaps for the Buffalo Bills. But um, in the 2009 preseason, this player was 32 for 48 with 427 yards, averaging 8.9 yards of completion, uh, completing two-thirds of his passes with one touchdown and two picks for a passer rating of a very average 84.3. Um, only really <laughs> picked him because he had a wild name, and I've never heard anyone with this first name or last name ever, Jabron Handman. And um, so... Yes. Just want to give you a shout out for, um, if nothing else, a great name. So
3: I love it. (laughs) The standards to get picked in this draft include (laughs) names, the name that you have, (laughs) your name is a dog's name or if
2: if that's good, that's a good pick. Nice. Well, uh, that, that pretty much rounds out the draft. I have a question. Did either of you have Cardell Jones on your board?
3: Oh goodness. We forgot about Cardell.
0: Yeah. All right. Well you got to
3: remember that fourth quarter comeback against the Colts where they go for two to win the game at the end and he, and he missed it. But uh, <laughs> when you started talking about your pick, John, you talked about fourth quarter comebacks. I thought that's where you're going to go with it. That just came up short. Hence the whole preseason, like hero to villain like theme here. But uh, Cardell would have been, been another one.
2: You know, AJ McCarron's legend.
3: That's a better pick <laughs> than Cardell.
2: I yeah, 48 hours later, he got traded. That's just, it's just so funny to me. All right. Well, it looks like we got a little bit of time left. Uh, do you want to do some quotes with Pat? Pat's Pat's got some stuff ready to go, right?
0: Yeah, I got some uh, some quotes people have said for sure. <laughs> some um, things people have said. So I want to bring this. I want to bring this first one up because um, my friend Mike, that I live with, we really try to live a healthy lifestyle here, which I did not used to be at all about at all. But um, when I read this quote to him, I literally saw a vein pop out of his head. Um, in terms of health, uh, you would think that no professional athlete would ever say this. You would think that no one in their right mind, even in any sort of health related field would ever say this, but it's an outlandish player. So he said, I want people to realize that playing professional sports, these high-end places force you to eat what they consider are healthy. There's a reason why your bodies are breaking down. The body needs to build a callus. How do you do that? By eating whatever you want. The reason for my success and everyone else's Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons ask any of those that are successful right now and haven't been hurt. McDonald's is the answer. I played 12 years and never got hurt. You know why? McDonald's.
3: Okay. As a McDonald's kind of I'm going to guess Calvin uh, or not Calvin, um, Chad Johnson. Yeah, it is.
0: It's Ocho Cinco. That's an Ocho <laughs> quote right there. I just, I, I don't know if I believe it. I, Believe it to be true, Pat. And when you can get a breakfast sandwich and a medium coffee
3: for two dollars and fifty eight cents when you use the app, it will keep your body fueled (laughs) and ready to go all day long. Whether you're chasing kindergartners around or you're catching NFL quarterback
2: passes. That that sounded smoother than any of our DraftKings spots from this past season. (laughs) True. True.
3: Oh. (laughs) If I get McDonald's sponsor, I would die. I'd be so happy. You should should
1: clip that, honestly. (laughs) That endorsement is coming. <laughs>
3: yeah. Plus, yeah, you said
1: use the app. I had no idea, right? Like, exactly. Exactly. You can get
3: a dollar breakfast sandwich, a medium You're coffee. You can get like a dollar
0: Big Mac too at one point. Yeah,
3: I you, you do. There, there's so much stuff. And they open at 6 a.m. and it's right on my way to school. And I get the same lady every day. She's great. It's
0: it's a lovely experience. So, Donald's. All right. No, I would I, I would if I could. If, if Monroe Community College didn't have single-ply toilet paper, I would definitely I would get that. Let's see here. <laughs> So um, this next, I I tried to make all of these um, about food. I just was really feeling the food motif today. So I'm going to read to you a series of about eight tweets. Um, So these, I guess, would technically count as quotes. I keep craving China food. Craving China food. Again, who wants to bring me some China food? (laughs) This China food I'm about to get, though. Off to get some China food and then back to the crib for the night. FWM. China food time. I want China food. All caps. A lot of it. China food it is. I can't stop thinking about China food. Shake my head. China food stop. Then finally back to my room. Hmm. Maybe China food. Then I'm coming back to clean this room since I didn't do anything yesterday.
2: This is an NFL
0: player. It's an NFL player.
2: All right. You got to give us some hints here.
3: I have a question for you. And these are all real tweets. I feel like I remember this. Is this another player that went Carlos Williams style and like balked up? And I can't tell you. He, oh, so, yes.
0: Is, is, is it Eddie Lacey? Yes. It Eddie Lacy. It's Eddie Lacey. <laughs> yes. That is. I remember having that happen in real time and it's just being very amusing. Um, <laughs> and it, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Chinese food. He said it was like the sweet and sour chicken with with white rice, which, I mean, I don't
3: know you how know, you feel about that. You know I've talked about it on this show. Anthony, where, where are you from? You don't live in Buffalo, right? You don't live down...
1: No, I live in Albany now, but I grew up in Rochester. In okay.
3: Greece. So there's this place that I live by that I just found out. It's called Hong Kong Kitchen. And it's the best. They have this honey chicken over rice. Again, it's one of those things that if if I walked in there and asked him to sponsor a segment, like I would do it in a heartbeat. Like I love these guys. uh, They'd say no, and
2: Brandon would do it anyway. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
3: uh, Any any association to Hong Kong kitchen? I tell anybody that I can tell about it. It's it's delicious. So I get you, Eddie. I'm also not a running back that needs to keep his body in check, but he did win a Super Bowl. So uh, you know whatever. That's true,
2: Anthony. You're witnessing like the fastest we've ever guessed these quotes. Also, yes. Usually I give them stumps. Yeah. You don't, you don't even hear it on the episode, but Brandon and I are guessing for like two or three minutes and people still tweet at us, like shouting at their phone, like it's say this, say the answer. And then like, you know, it seems like we're taking forever to get it. But in reality it was like three times longer than that. And I just edited it down to be that, that shorter version. So uh, you're seeing how the sausage is made here. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. I think I got a tough one here for, for the last quote, boy. So when you, when you just don't eat until you feel like you're going to throw up, at every meal anymore, all of a sudden, your weight just falls right off. When you just don't eat until you feel like you're going to throw up at every meal anymore, all of a sudden, the weight just falls off.
1: I have two guesses. I'll go one, Eric Wood, and the other one, Joe Thomas.
0: Choice number two is correct, Mr. Yes. Marino. Um, nice. We well, you know, you see nice. these
1: offensive linemen, right? I mean, you see pictures of Eric Wood now on, like, his Instagram. I mean, he looks like a, you know, <laughs> like he's, preparing for a bodybuilding competition or something. You see Joe Thomas on television. I mean, these guys were massive as offensive linemen. And then you just see like not a, a healthy lifestyle. They must've been living before. Now they get out of it though. And they seem to be doing all right, but
2: yeah, Jerome Bettis too. I feel like he thinned up quite a bit from, uh, from his playing days. I mean, he looked like an offensive lineman. when he I was mean, playing,
3: yeah. so. e- Even like Michael Strahan is skinnier yeah. now and, and built more, but uh, those are good picks.
2: Nice! Yep, I can't believe I always, got it right. You, yeah, we went we went three for three. That's that's a rarity. Usually, it's uh, a rarity. We get stumped and people have to yell at their phones. Yeah. Uh,
0: I was looking for Gene Upshaw had a quote of the similar vein, but I could not find it, and um, kind of upset because that would have been a little harder for you guys to guess. But I would not know. have guessed Gene Upshaw. I can I Never. can tell you that. There's
3: usually one obscure. <laughs> Thing like what was your I one last it. week, John? A trivia from like the Bengals quarterback in like the eighties. Yeah. Oh no, it was yeah, the no, Bengals the...
0: wide receiver who scored perfect score on the Wanderlick from Harvard, oh, but yeah. I can't even yeah. Pat something was his name.
2: Yeah, um, gosh, yeah, I can't even remember that. Uh, Pat's no. this was lived long Patsy. in our
0: heads. <laughs> exactly. See,
2: <laughs> lots of room up there. But all right, well, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this one. uh Thanks so much for joining us, Anthony. Like, like this was fun. Yeah. We gotta have you on more often now. So
1: no, it was a pleasure. I think I only stepped on you guys like five or six times during the episode, but uh, oh, honestly, we, we step on each other like seven times. Someone's episode, getting stomped on
2: most of the time. like Exactly. exactly. Well, I was going <laughs> to
1: say though, I love you guys show what you're doing. We're so happy that you're here with us at Buffalo rumblings. And just uh, honestly, it was a lot of fun to be on. And I'm going to tell my wife now that you guys compared me to Thor. So that will definitely uh, <laughs> make her well, yeah, we're
2: we're thankful that you reached out in the first place. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Anthony is the reason why we're even on Buffalo Rumblings in the first place. So don't hold it against him if you don't like the show. But uh, <laughs> yeah, our first <laughs> our first episode had like thirteen downloads, and most of them were like our family members twice. And uh, Anthony shot us a Twitter DM after the first episode and was like, "You you and Pat are doing a good job, and like this is really good." Like, he laughed and. That's probably the reason why we got past three episodes. Yes. So uh here we are on episode eighty-two, uh, going strong. So super yes. grateful Thank for you, that.
0: Anthony and that Tony Gwynn documentary I watched the day prior. Um, <laughs> <Right>. So, <yes. laughs> but, uh.
2: I gotta I gotta throw that highlight back in the intro sometime. That's that's a good one.
1: Anthony, tell us about good. your uh your show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I host uh breaking buffalo rumblings here with you guys at Buffalo and Honestly been doing that show since around 2019 and it's just uh, comes out each week whenever there's breaking news or just random topics as you guys know right during this time of the year before training camp it's you're searching for things to talk about with the fans but honestly I just always appreciate everybody that tunes into all of our shows here because try to come with something new each and every day and you guys are a big part of that so thank you for everybody for tuning in and, and obviously for you guys having me on tonight too.
2: Yeah, really appreciate it. And uh, you can find Anthony on Twitter at Anth Marino, right? Yep, you got it. Yep, and uh, we're on Twitter at podcast. That's going to do it for this one. Go Bills.
3: Go Bills.